You're listening to the CTK O'Fallon Podcast. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. All this is from God. Will someone say amen? All this is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not counting their sins against them, and has now entrusted to us the message of reconciliation. We've been reconciled, and now it's our task to bring that same message to others so that they can be reconciled. That's what that's saying right there. He reconciled the world unto himself, reconciled us, not counting our sins against him, and has entrusted to us the message of reconciliation. So... We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us. Do you read that? Do you read what that says? As though God did beseech you, he says, by us. That word beseech doesn't just mean ask or request. That's the word that we would use. Pleading. God is pleading now through us. Be reconciled to God. He says, we implore you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Somebody say amen. Sometimes the scriptures can be uh, a little opaque can be a little difficult sometimes to see exactly and clearly what the Apostle Paul was saying. It was written in a different language centuries ago, translated into King James English in the 1600s, translated again. So sometimes it can be things, ideas can get lost in in, uh, the language and the vocabulary of the day. But what he says here is, God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to change and to become sin for us so that we could change who were born in sin and become the righteousness of God. He said, and it is this message that we have been trusted with as ambassadors of Christ to plead with everyone around us, be reconciled to God. Come back home. Come back to God change I want to preach to you I don't preach very long so I want to preach to you tonight for just a few minutes from this subject look at somebody and say people change people change look at someone else and say people change nod your head nod your head give them a wink say yeah people change amen let's put our Bibles down let's ask the Lord to speak to us Jesus we're thankful for your touch Lord, I'm thankful for your people that's already anointed. Your word is already anointed. And so I pray 
That same anointing would be upon me now. I pray you'd bypass my carnal mind. Minister to us tonight through the power of your spirit. I pray that your presence and your spirit would be here. That you would speak to our hearts. And that we would have ears to hear what your spirit is trying to say to me. I pray you'd speak to us all now. Move in this place. We want your blessings. We want your glory. We want to lift up your name. And it's in Jesus' name we ask it all. Everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Look at somebody else and say, people change. People change. Can I get an amen from somebody? Anybody ever? I'm just going to say it one more time. People change. It is perhaps one of the greatest disappointments in life. Can I get a witness? It's perhaps one of the greatest disappointments in life is that people change. The people that loved us yesterday are a polite greeting in passing today because people change. How many of you are thinking about some people right now in your head? Don't point. Don't point at anybody. Don't be. People change. The people that we hated Today, we can't imagine life without. Why? Because people change. People who should know better change. People with responsibilities change, and they abandon their responsibilities. Time, health, circumstances, life events, they all have a way of slowly and in some occasions dreadfully changing a person. The fact of the matter is people Change. The Apostle Paul was no stranger to this. You can hear almost as if it were the disappointment in his words when he says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10, the Apostle Paul writes and he tells Timothy, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed to Thessalonica. Crescens has left me and gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. You can hear Almost the disappointment and the sorrow, Brother Duff, in the Apostle Paul's voice as he writes to Timothy and he says, People change, that Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. You see, the sad truth is, people change. People will hate you for the same reason that they love you. Can I get an amen in the house? How many's ever found that to be true? Let me tell you something. You, you, if you want to, well, okay, I'm going to get in trouble tonight. Hold on. If, 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 if you want to find out just how selfish and how broken and how corrupt you really are inside, just get married and have kids and you'll find out. Can I get a witness in the house from anybody? Look at that. I got some, some of you are liars. You're not, come on, give me a wave if you know what I'm talking about. You'll find out everything that's wrong with you. Is that right? Because there's stuff, I got an amen in here from somebody. Because the sad truth is, is that people will hate you for the same reason that they love you. It's the same things that draw us to you are the same things that repel me from you. Is that fair? Anybody ever been there? People change. People will hate you for the same reason that they love you and they'll walk away from you for the same reason that they came into your life in the first place. Saul hated David for the very reason he loved David. 
Saul tried to kill David for the very reason, Brother Felt, that he longed after David. People change. They'll hate you for the same reason that they love you. They, Saul begged for David's ministry one minute. And then the next minute, he's throwing spears at him trying to kill him because people change. Weep and love on him. You see Saul bring David in close, weeps on him, says you're like a son to me. Weep on him, bless him, love him, and then turn around and try to kill him. Even Jesus found this same experience to be true. The same people, the same crowds that cried out Hosanna on Monday and threw palm branches in his path on Monday are crying crucify on Friday. People change. Anybody feel good yet? Or is anybody encouraged? Are you encouraged in the Lord? The fact of the matter is, people change. It is one of the greatest disappointments in life is that people change. But because that is true, because it is one of the greatest disappointments in life is that people change. It also means that one of the greatest hopes in life is that people change. Because people change, Demas leaves and the crowds walk away and Judas betrays and the Hosannas turn into calls for execution. But because people change, Simon becomes Peter and Matthew leaves his money behind and the persecutor Saul becomes the apostle Paul and Lazarus lives again and blind Bartimaeus loses his nickname because he's not blind anymore and just like Demas walks away because people change. Matthew walks in because people change. Well, is it all right if I preach in here for a little bit? The call of the Christian life is that people change. To change from what we are and what I am on the inside and what I was born with into what Jesus wants to make out of me. That is the purpose and the focus of the Christian life. That we would be transformed into the image of his only begotten Son. I came to preach to somebody tonight that people change. Oh, I wish someone would praise him in the house right now. Praise God. Praise God. Look at somebody say people change. Romans 12 and 2 says be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It is the will of God that you change. I came, I didn't come to mess around with you tonight. Is it all right if I preach to you like this on the last Sunday night of 2018? We've got a new year ahead of us. You got a new day opening up for you this week. You got a new chance. You got a restart that's getting ready to happen. And I want to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost that God wants you to know this is your day to change, that you be transformed, that you be renewed, that you be not conformed to this world, but transformed by the power of His Spirit. Someone lift your hand with me right now unto the Lord. Just say, Jesus, speak to me. Praise God, praise God, praise God. 
Transformation is the Christian way, the change in you that moves us ever more into Christ likeness is evidence of his resurrection power at work in your life. The fact of the matter is, people change, and it is the will of God that you change. Romans 8 and 29 says that his purpose in our life is that we be conformed to the image of his son. We need to change. I need to be less like me and more like Jesus. Jesus wants me to change. He wants me to be more like him and less like me. Let me tell you something about the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost is not about you being the best version of you. The power of the Holy Ghost and being indwelt with the baptism of the Spirit of God is not about you. I don't care what the books say. I don't care what the self-help say. I don't care what the TV evangelists say. It is not about you being the best version of you. It's about you passing away and you taking on the image of Him. It's not about you being you. It's about Him living through you. He wants us to change. Jesus wants me to change. Look at someone say, people change. People change. John chapter 1, Andrew, is it all right if I preach a little while longer? Are we doing okay? John chapter 1, Andrew introduces his brother Cephas to Jesus. And Jesus does two things uh, as he is introduced to Andrew's brother Cephas. First thing he does, the Bible says, John chapter 1, when Jesus saw him, He said, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. He says, you are Simon, the son of John. The first thing he did when he met Cephas was he changed his name. Or rather, he acknowledged his identity. And then he says, but you shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. And so the first thing that he did when he met Cephas was he said, or rather when he met Simon, was he identified him. He established his knowledge of his identity And the second thing he did was he then changed his identity. The first thing Jesus did was establish that he knew everything there was to know about him. I know your name. I know who you are. I know who your daddy is. (laughs) Hello. Are you hearing what I'm saying? (laughs) You may know a lot about me, but you don't know who my daddy is. Is Are we okay? You'll have to forgive me. Sometimes I talk a little funny. I was raised on the south side of Chicago, and we just say, you don't know my daddy, right? You You may think you know some stuff about me, but you don't know who I am. Look at somebody say, you don't know who I am. You don't know me. People come up trying to talk stuff to you. Just You don't know me. You don't know who my daddy is. You don't know where I'm from. You don't know my story. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know why I'm here in the shape that I'm in. You don't know me. But when Jesus steps into his story... (laughs) 
Jesus says, not only do I know you, and do I know your name, and do I know your brother, but I know your daddy's name too, and I know where he's from, and I know what he did, and I know the kind of stuff that's been passed down in your family. He said, so not only do I know you, but he didn't stop there. He said, I know you, and I'm going to change you. He said, I'm not going to call you Simon, the son of Jonah anymore, but I'm going to call you Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. I came to preach to somebody what God wants to do more than anything in your life is change your name. He wants to change who you are, who you've been, who you're going to be. I want to tell somebody, people change. Oh, someone praise him right now. Praise God. Look at somebody. Say, people change. I feel like I need to quit. Are we okay? Can I have five more minutes? Who give me five more minutes? I got, I got five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 30. Okay. People change. Jesus knows who you are, friend. Jesus knows who you are. He knows exactly what you are. And what he wants is to change who you are. He wants to change not only how others see you, but how you see yourself. People change. And that's what Jesus wants to do in your life, is he wants to bring change. Can I preach to somebody today that you're not stuck? Look at your neighbor and say, you're not stuck. You're not stuck. Here's what we've done. We've let that voice in. We've let that critical, nagging, negative devil voice inside our heads tell us you're stuck. You're always going to be who you've always been. You're always going to be that loser and that sucker. You're always going to be that guy that nobody wanted to be. Well, anybody feel what I feel right now? We've got that voice in our head that says, yeah, I know you can look all cute and go to the church and put on your good clothes but I know who you really are we've got that voice in our head that says you'll never be more than what you've ever been but I came to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost tonight you're not stuck you can change people change that's what Jesus came to do. He changed me from what I should have been. He, anybody in here been changed by the power of Jesus? Anybody in here been changed by the Holy Ghost? I, I've been changed from what I should have been. Changed from what I used to be. Changed from the path I was heading down. You see, you don't understand. you got to understand. I was raised on the south side of Chicago by a single mom who worked two jobs. I was in the 90s, what they used to call a latchkey kid. That means that anybody ever heard that phrase before? That means I had a key in my backpack and by the time I got up in the morning my mom was already gone out of the trailer park and so I had to get myself up and make my own little bowl of cereal and get myself to the bus stop on time and by the time I got off the bus mom still wasn't home from her second job so I had to have a key to the trailer to get back into the house until mom got home later on that night I was raised, my dad is from Mexico but he left about a month after I was born. Let me tell you something statistically a 
a, a, a Hispanic young man raised on the south side of Chicago in urban poverty by a single mom. You have to understand that statistically, I know exactly where I should be. I should have already had my first overdose. I should have already fathered my first child out of wedlock. I should have already spent my first, my first sentence in the county jail. I should have already pulled the trigger or put a knife into someone else's body. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. People change. The power of the Holy Ghost can get in your life and you can change. Someone lift up your hands and praise him right now. He can change you from what you should have been. He can change you from all that you were. He can change the destiny of your family. I came to tell somebody, people change. Praise God. Someone lift up a hand with me. I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't need to keep preaching if the Lord wants to do something. Just lift up your hand with me for a moment. Praise God. Just say, talk to me, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. Anybody feel what I feel in the house? I'm telling somebody, people change. I'll calm down. Let me calm down for a minute. I'm almost done. I'll finish. Anybody feel what I feel? People change. And it is all possible because Jesus was willing to be changed so that we are able to be changed. For God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God made him. Jesus was willing. See, he's over here in the knew no sin category. And God made him who knew no sin to walk over here into the always been a sinner category. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we who started out in the always been a sinner category could walk over there and take his place in the righteousness of God. I'm going to say it again. God made him. You got to get this. God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. It never was. You say, I can't live for God. You're never supposed to. You say, well, I can't do it. I don't have the strength. That was never the plan. It was never about you being good enough. It was never about you having the strength. It was never about you measuring up. It was always about you being dead and buried and risen to live a new life in Jesus Christ. It was always about you putting on the righteousness of Christ, the imputed righteousness that he gave to us because God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God. You can change because he changed so that people can change. Oh, as they come to the music, someone lift up your hand right now. Ask the Lord to talk to you. Praise God. They'll come to the music. It'll help you believe I'm going to quit. 
Jesus, we need you. Praise God. He took my place as a sinner on the cross so that I could take his place as a son of God in righteousness. He took my place, Brother Duff, broken and despised. You're not hearing me. You're not hearing Isaiah prophesied of the Messiah and said he was wounded for our He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Not his, ours. Not his transgressions, ours. He was wounded for my transgressions. And he was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. So that by his stripes, we are healed. How many want God to heal some broken places in you? How many want God to heal some things from your past and from your present? And Oh, he changed so that you can change because people change. Stand with me if you will. Oh, praise God. I wish someone felt what I feel in this house. He got bush. Oh, I feel a strong presence. Just reach out to him right now. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes, we are healed. wants you to change. He wants me to change. He made it possible that we could change. I'm not stuck, Citrafeld. We're not stuck. It can all be different. It can all change. Tomorrow doesn't have to look like today because Jesus that's a complete sentence. There's nothing else to that sentence. Because Jesus it can look different your family can look different. You don't have to perpetuate the generational sins of the past because Jesus. I don't have to carry my addictions 
into 2019 because Jesus made it possible to change. And the Bible says that the ultimate and permanent change of his people, Brother Sullivan, it's our ultimate hope. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall all be changed for this corruption will have put on incorruption and this mortal will have put on immortality and then the saying that is written shall come to pass death is swallowed up in victory oh death he says where where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Our ultimate hope is that we will be changed. Lift your hands all over the house. Anybody feel what I feel? We shall all be changed. <laughs> oh my, anybody feel what I feel in here? My God. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Come on, I say we take a few minutes here and just let the Holy Ghost talk to us. Would you do that? That's it. This is your church. This is your altar. I wonder if anybody wants to come pray. I wonder if there's someone, maybe you've got to grab the hand of a loved one or a friend and say, let's go talk to Jesus about it. Would you come? As they worship the Lord in song, come on, people change. People change.